This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Killers of the Flower Moon Review by Sidon Adlaka. Killers of the Flower Moon is as brutal as they come. It spans dozens of murders over several years across a Herculean 206 minutes that allow you to dwell on its brutality in a way few movies ever do. Martin Scorsese and screenwriter Eric Roth take the many details of David Grant's journalistic nonfiction novel and adapt them into textures and background tapestries while keeping the focus squarely on a toxic love story set against a chilling vision of Native American genocide. Scorsese's two most prominent on-screen collaborators, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, are finally united in one of his films, lending it infinite star power. However, the real revelation here is Lily Gladstone as the wealthy Osage tribeswoman Molly Burkhart, who falls in love with DiCaprio's chauffeur character, but soon begins to see her family and culture slowly die in front of her. Gladstone turns in a stunning performance that starts out as sweet and powerfully self-assured, but that aura soon slips away as if the life were gradually being drained from her body and from her eyes. Killers of the Flower Moon is a murder mystery told from the murderer's point of view, packing a nauseating emotional punch thanks to how brazen its conspirators can be about killing people they deem beneath them, for financial gain no less, given how much power and political influence is on their side. In this way, Killers of the Flower Moon functions as an extension of, and a focused metaphor for, one of America's original sins, the mistreatment of its native populations across the centuries, and the casual carnage wrought upon them with little consequence. However, its Osage characters aren't rendered as mere sympathetic victims. They are, in terms of screen time, secondary only to DiCaprio and De Niro's quietly vicious characters who hide behind their friendship to the Osage. DiCaprio plays Ernest, the enthusiastic lackey whose charm becomes buried beneath complicity, while De Niro plays a seemingly benevolent uncle, the scheming cattleman and business magnate William Hale, who audaciously refers to himself as the King of the Osage Hills. But the perspective of the Osage tribe is central to Killers of the Flower Moon's success. The script was heavily rewritten with Osage input, and it shows— so in addition to the brutality enacted upon them, this story is just as much about their culture, from their rituals and beliefs surrounding birth, death, and marriage, to the ways they move through the world. There are enough fully formed Osage characters that everything from reverence for tradition and tribal meetings to gossip and flirtatiousness is on full display. It gives us a vivid and deeply human sense of what and who was lost. Although it's set in the 1920s, Killers of the Flower Moon functions as a self-reflexive western, from Rodrigo Prieto's gorgeous landscape cinematography to Robbie Robertson's constant musical reminders of the genre at every turn. The conspiracy's many perpetrators are framed within the conventions of the classic western, as well as the classic mob movie. They're black-hatted outlaws and untouchable gangsters scheming in code, but again, shamelessly in the open. 
where until very recently, Hollywood had so frequently and pervasively seen native savages victimize innocent white characters, the tables are turned here. Scorsese expertly folds real and cinematic histories together, exposing one while subverting the other. What especially keeps Killers of the Flower Moon interesting, despite its epic length, is its breakneck momentum, whether through Scorsese's fluid camera movements, editor Thelma Schoonmaker's propulsive cuts, or an expert combination of the two. The subject matter may be somber, but this is a Scorsese movie through and through, with a litany of minor parts played by instantly recognizable actors, like Brendan Fraser and John Lithgow, in scenes of snappy dialogue that make each bit of planning and plotting feel like something out of Goodfellas. It's disarmingly fun, but it also knows exactly how and when to yank you out of comfortable and familiar modes of movie watching, with stark reminders of the viciousness and bloodthirst lurking just outside the frame, and often inside it too. The lengthy runtime has the advantage of making something heavy settle in the pit of your stomach for extended periods, not unlike the last hour of Scorsese's The Irishman, in which learning the details of a secret murder plot becomes stressful and harrowing. Only this time, the plan is visible for almost everyone to see. Every white character, at least, and the camera is complicit too, making it even more dread-inducing. It becomes all the more depressing given the ease with which violence is perpetrated against the Osage, even within the confines of supposedly just systems, which seem unlikely to convict white men of these crimes to begin with. Like the novel on which it's based, Killers of the Flower Moon offers a detailed portrait of the Osage tribe, the infamous murders committed against them in the 1920s, and the life of Molly Burkhart, who saw most of her family slain. As Molly, native actress Lily Gladstone brims with innocent love and ferocious anger, delivering a performance that's sure to launch her into Hollywood's stratosphere, especially as she holds her own against compellingly corrosive work from De Niro and DiCaprio, as men whose warm benevolence is always underscored by an icy chill. It's one of Scorsese's most brutal films, yet one of his most thoughtful and self-reflexive, as he crafts a subversive murder mystery that leaves no lingering questions save for one. It's a question that defines the tide of American history. Just how far are people willing to go for greed? Killers of the Flower Moon opens in theaters on October 6th. Thanks for listening. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest on updates on Killers of the Flower Moon, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.